0: We flipped a coin, okay? You and me. You and me. Coin flip is sacred. Y'all ready for a show today, baby? Ah, no time, baby. We've been waiting all we fit. This is what happens right here, man. We man up, we stand up. We man up, we stand up.
1: We, mad we mad up. Up. We're all we got, we all we got, we all we got, we all we got, we all all we
0: got.
1: Hit anything that moves. We're playmakers, man. We're the best, nothing less. If you don't like this, one. trust me, don't like this. Between the white lines. This is football. Welcome to the big league. I won the toss. I took the football. Try to down that goal. I know your life. I know you your score. Hey, every season is full of defining moments. Let's make this day the defining moment for us and our quest. Welcome, everybody, to Week 16, the quote-unquote grand finale of the 2019 season. We will be here next week, but for all intents and purposes, this is the most important week of the year left, not only in season-long, but DFS. Episode 33 of The Coin Flip. With me, as always, Tambo, at TOTAG and Tambo on Twitter.
0: Tambo, how are you doing this lovely evening? I'm doing well. This is, uh, like you said, kind of the last big deal because next week will definitely be tournaments. It'll be fun. But, you know, if you're in season long, we don't go on about that too much on here, but you got that stuff on the go. You got, uh, you know, everything wrapping up. There's a Saturday slate with a three gamer that actually matters. There's a, you know, Sundays is a huge $1,500 tournament, which we'll talk about later, I believe, and, and go through that and sort of how that looks and strategy and whatnot. So yeah, this is going to be a fun week. It's definitely the week that I've been waiting for and. I'll tell you a little bit more of my final thoughts about what I think, but uh, that's not for a little while. So let's get into the content.
1: Yeah, um, very – obviously, as far as drafting goes, the biggest contest, one of the biggest of the year um, that people can literally pay for to get into. Obviously, the FF, whatever, WC, whatever it was last Sunday, but the main event, which is $5 million total, a uh, million up top, I think top 35, get five-figure, and then top 665 out of 3,000 or so, give or take. I think it's a little more than 3,000. At least make 3,000 back. So pretty big tournament there. But overall, a lot of big tournaments. Next week, um, I don't remember how they do the contest. They're not going to be near as big because you're in the middle of between Christmas, New Year's. You got uh, basketball. Speaking up. Christmas Day basketballs huge, huge. Uh, bowl season. And then you have – just there's so many unknowns because of we'll see how this week shakes out in the real NFL, but you could have so many dead spots because guys may play a first half and sit, not play at all. It's it's kind of a dart throwing contest and I just uh, I you know, I may play a bullet somewhere just for yeah. if I feel I have it. But as far as all intents and purposes of, of focus and, and and all go, there's nobody sitting out this week per se in the NFL, maybe injury wise, but not just to kind of chill for two weeks. Um this is it. Season-long, if you have a Week 17 final, I feel sorry for you because I don't understand why anybody would have their season-long in you know, on Week 17. That That's the most asinine thing ever. Yeah, that um, or but, kickers,
0: and you got problems. Figure it out. Right. Um, first,
1: before we kind of move on, I'll, I, I will apologize for not only myself, but also, obviously, Tambo. We had an yeah. extreme, busy, crazy uh, – both of our careers this time of year is um, crazy busy – Fortunately for our premium members, um, not to kind of throw it in everybody's face, they did get a full-fledged kind of coin flip audio audible um, blend last Saturday on our, on our private um, chat room uh, live video. So, you know, we, we, we're we always going to take care of them. Not to not, not that we don't care about the people that support us on the pods. We do care about you guys. But it was the first pod we've missed in I don't know how long between golf History, and football. I yeah, football, I don't know if we ever have. Um, yeah, so – not too bad. Um, we're back full fledged tonight. Because of that, we're also gonna do a quick ten, ten, fifteen minute on the three game. But um as I've been bragging forever about the eighty-five degree weather, um we have now hit this one. What's crazy is like I played golf Thursday. I played in the Valero Alamo Bowl kickoff classic. My uh my country club actually hosted every year. And it was 87 degrees that day. And through the weekend, it was pretty good. And then this morning it was 31. And like my body, like, it's just like, it's like, shit, is it cold? Is it hot? Is it shorts? Or like, I got a hoodie on for the first time in the entire year. Um, my nose is going crazy, draining. So for all the people that like DM and be like, I heard you sniffling. Well, I'm sorry. Like no shit, right? I'm, you know, I'm fighting through it. Cause the last thing I want to do is like postpone this again. And we get, you know, killed for not having another pod I think it's important. we are gonna go fast and furious um lots of content not not as much you know blabble because by this point you know the guys right The thing we're gonna focus on is you know plays fade spots spots is the big deal this week injuries uh, positioning playoffs, matchups, all that kind of stuff, and just kind of shoot through it all um before we get to that, as always as important super draft not only is our pod uh sponsored for this year. But we have locked them in. They're going to be our 2020 official Gups Corner sponsor, sponsoring the contest, uh, the the podcast, the whole deal. They are a key sponsor, our banner sponsor for the entire season. More to come on that as we as we turn the calendar. Um, but you'll notice that on the contest sign up page. If you are not aware, and which amazes me still, I don't know how many years this is in. JB could tell me in my area, at least three or four with with one and done. But um, we are live for, so if you're a college football guy, you're gonna get this tonight. Even in the morning, if you hear this on the way to, to work, you have until 2 p.m. Eastern. I believe that's right. JB, can tell me if I'm wrong, um, to get your college football bowl pick in. So you can sign up, get in. You got till 2 Eastern to lock those in. One and done is up, GC Cup is up. Both of those are flying. Uh, one, and, one and done this year will not be capped. So it's going to be as big as it gets, but it's single entry, um, which I like. Uh, I don't mind the two and three max per se, but I do like everybody's on the same playing field. And then not only that, you know, at the end of the day, I think it'll keep more people interested throughout the year because you don't. It's not like you've got to be perfect every week and have millions and millions of dollars in winnings. Um, so overall, we we listen to you guys, and, and if you want to go check out the results, I think JB actually post, posted tonight. We had six, seven, eight hundred votes on there. And you can go see that everything that was voted, we supported and went through. I, I'm very confident in that. I know for sure on the single max, it was a landslide on the amount of people that wanted the single max over the three max. So we listened to you guys. It, it wasn't like we sit around here and just said, hey, we're going to do whatever we want. That's not the case. Um, we threw the questions out there. I say we. When I say we, it's all JB. So don't, I'm kind of taking the credit there. But you know he's the man behind the scenes taking care of that. So he listened to the voice, and that's what we go by. Um, but super drafts is, is, you know, gracious. I I say graciously, but I mean, it's a partnership, but they've, they've come on there. So they're going to sponsor all of our contests this year. As you guys know, all of our contests are always a hundred percent rate free management fee, free admin fee, free, whatever you want to call it. Um, so everything that's in that pot goes right back out. We don't keep a penny of it. Um, you know, with that, we've tried to get some sponsors, some people in and, you know, super drafts trying to grow their product. So we're excited for them. They're all in for golf season. Uh, they know we're one of the marquee brands in the in the DFS golf industry. Um, so we're going to help them make that product great this year, and, and more to come on that as we as we turn the calendar here in a couple of weeks. Right now, use the code GUP. Download the app, just like anybody else, DraftKings, FanDuel, any of that. Log in, deposit ten bucks with the code GUP, get ten bucks extra. That gives you twenty dollars. Um, we have lineup builder content for nfl Uh, d rock does a great job on the nfl content they will be incorporated in our golf content slash golf tools more to come on that later on the golf tool side Um, so go ahead and get signed up on that it's a great i think it's it caters a little bit more to the to the casual fan but it's for everybody but the guy that doesn't want to think about value as it pertains to a dollar amount and and the guy that just says i want to play my six favorite guys well you can go in there and do that in golf or or, or my eight guys in football because there's no salary it's just a multiplier there is advantages and that's what we're going to try to bring to the table especially when we start pga to kind of think through okay do i want to play this guy at 1.8x or tiger woods at 1x and kind of go through the math of the numbers and all that we got some good stuff coming for that this week, they have a great contest on Saturday, the three game site, and on Sunday. So go check them out. Their big one on Sunday is only 1,700 entries. It's $20 to enter. So if you deposit that $10, you get $10 free. You got your first entry covered right there. The top 400 win with a 2x men cash, and first prize is $3K. In uh, a thirty thousand dollar pool, guaranteed uh, no matter how many you enter it last few weeks i don 't even know if it 's got full, but even if it has it 's a great i mean you can throw in that small pool you put five in there a hundred bucks in there, and your e v on that is way better than anything else you could get elsewhere, plus you can just play your favorite guys this week you know if you have a season long team and you want to run it back in that, go play it because you don 't have to worry about salary it 's a good platform mm-hmm. our our uh, our guys have had a lot of success on it. Um, so join it, being in the community helps as well. So go check that out. Um, I will run through the listener league lineup real quick. I sent it earlier to, to Tambo, uh, pretty good lineup overall, Winston Carson, uh, Mozart, Godwin Hopkins, Slayton, Higby, Ward and Packers. Um, pr- pretty solid. I think probably would have done well in most GPPs. The war play w- was one that kind of separated some of the bigger guys, uh, or bigger contest winners. So, I liked it overall. Nothing. um, I thought sneaky to play Hopkins. Basically, I believe if I'm looking at it right,
0: kind of a naked Hopkins. Right, uh, Tambo? So, I mean, what do you think about that lineup? The lineup was great. I think the the sneakier part of it was more so using Ward as a value. Because, I mean, if you look at any of those, he used four wide receivers, which is not as common. I think it should be. I think everyone auto-assumes, and obviously in something like cash, putting three running backs is pretty standard. It has been the strategy that works out well. They get the guaranteed volume. They could be you know, good PPR weapons or or cash options in that sense. But using Ward, who was just a straight 3K, as the obvious value with them missing everybody just made a lot of sense. And then even with the Godwin injury happening, he still had like 20.2 or something when the injury happened. Uh, And it sucks, and we'll get to that because he's also out again, announced officially today, out for this week, uh, with Evans and Scotty Miller already hitting the IR. But, yeah, you know, he got, he made up for that with Ward, even though Ward got there in the last drive. Not hating on his play. Love the lineup, Duke Luke. Congratulations. I just, from an outsider looking in, that one really pissed me off because I was fading Ward the whole game, looking like it was going just well. And on the last drive, he had like eight catches and a touchdown. So it was pretty sick. Uh, great week overall, and that's an awesome lineup. Like he says, well built, had all the pieces in there to make it happen. And it definitely would have scored well in quite a few GPPs. Yeah, and same with Higby. Like I played against him
1: in some season long shit, and in the last eight Crush minutes, me. like the, Crush yeah, the last the last two drives he had like Unreal. twenty fucking points. So it it was crazy. Some of the things that happened the last few minutes. Uh, great. great lineup had a GC logo on there. I love it. Um, yeah. Sometime in the middle of the pod, I am going to ask a question. I'm not going to tweet this. I'm not going to do anything. None of that. Whoever listens to this and answers it, the the first five people that answer it is going to get a merch combo pack. You're going to DM me on my Twitter and answer the question. One of those five is also going to get an annual golf pass. So our golf tools are going to go live next Sunday. Although it's been very nervous for me because there's been a lot going, and people think we kind of just drum this up. This has been being built, talked about foundation, um, obviously, with ADHD joining the team and everything, for close to two years now, so a lot of work's gone into this. It's been timing. Um, I'm I'm super excited because in the last two weeks, a lot has moved forward that I feel I feel like all right, it's it's white knuckle time, as ADHD would say. So we're nervous, but. We know it's it's close and it's there, and we're going to continue improving on it. But I, I truly believe when it comes out, um, especially the tournament and the champion week, uh, and, and all the members are going to have a great opportunity, and, and I'm going to talk more about the discount stuff at the end of the pod. But um, I'm excited for it. But one guy that's listening, you guys are out there loyal. I'm not going to tweet this. I'm not going to promote it. I'm not going to talk about it in Slack. So truly people that are listening right now, Five people are going to get a merch pack for free, and then one of those five is also going to get Golf Tools annual package added onto to their package for, for a free year. If you're not a member, then I um, will discount your combo package equally value. So if you're not a member, whatever the difference is between Golf Tools and content analysis, I'll pay the difference, and you'll get the entire combo package for a very minimal price. So stay tuned to that later on. First, we're going to rock and roll with the three-game slate. It's gonna be fast and furious for multiple reasons. Obviously, we can't go too in depth. There's not that there's only six quarterbacks, X amount of randomness. So we can't just you know lay out a whole lineup for you per se. But very similar to the, the Turkey Day, Thanksgiving slate, three games spread out. So just in strategy, kind of a refresher type deal. Tambo, how how do you approach this? And it seems to be a little unique because you don't have your traditional Cowboys Lions type deal. And and one would say maybe the first game may be more popular. How do you approach this Saturday overall leading into the big Sunday? What, what is your strategy, regardless of picks and plays, just overall, how do you look at it?
0: Yeah, I think that's one key point you brought up. And, and while it's a three-game slate, which definitely compares to the Thanksgiving slate, identical, which I love three-game slates, the one thing that's almost always a, a standard, not just who plays who on American Thanksgiving, but almost always you see the big total, the biggest game of the day, the shootout potential at the very end of the day. So you're making your lineups and then you could start pivoting throughout the day to get those better pieces in and late swapping and whatnot. And that'll still be a factor here, don't get me wrong, because you know, the the Rams 49ers is probably the second best game, and then obviously the 38 and a half total or whatever the middle game is with New England and Buffalo there is about right in my eyes. I'd probably take the under, to be honest. I just I just don't see it. But that being said, you've got the highest total of the entire week sixteen slate. Happens to be the first game of the week on a Saturday three game slate. So it definitely changes the dynamics a little bit. I think you got to eat some of the chalk. You got to pick which chalk you want to eat, and we're going to talk about that in a second. But you can't be going into the like game two and game three don't matter if game one goes off and you decide to fade the whole thing. So if you've only got a bullet, you better play the plays that you want to play with someone like myself, you know, who does a you know hundred lineups or whatever I decide to do. We'll see what I when I get there. I'm actually going to leave you know a set number of lineups with nobody uh, from the first game, and it's not against that strategy. I'll, I'll have more people in the first game than not because of the total and what I think it to be true, right? The value pieces with all the injuries, the, the matchup, the, everything you want to talk about. Sure. But I'm saying if somehow there's so many options, cause there is that, you know, a Hopkins could be very balanced because of his price and he only gets to 18 or something again, or whatever he had last week it was like 20. And it took one, the final drive and all these people get balanced out. Then you might actually have spots where you can have blow up spots with like an Edelman or a cup or a woods or A cooks all these guys in these later spots. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, all these guys. So yeah, I'm gonna play it like that. But for the most part, it's you gotta take. You gotta decide which chalk you're gonna eat because it is gonna be very chalky, especially with that first game starting the day out. Yeah, and I'll speak a little bit from like a single
1: one to three max type build. I agree with you. If you're building twenty plus, you need to. You need to kind of bucket it as as Tambo would say into, uh, you know, whether it be five team, five team, five team, and kind of kind of play with it. So you can go, all right, I'm gonna load up on the first, uh, fade the first, have some core pieces that I can pivot off. I mean, think through your your story, as we always say, and then kind of go with it. If you're building a bullet, I I truly think there's only so many combinations there. And I think there's there's a a combo type deal where you go, you know, stick to your gut of who you think is gonna play well. Don't worry about ownership as much, but then always I also think with with only six teams to, if it's a toss up type, uh, and I'll get right to it with my quarterback deal, I, I would have you know if I if if I'm in a toss up situation and and player A is you know let's say it's going to be projected thirty percent and player B twelve percent, I I would always go with the twelve percent in that one to three max type build on this kind of slate, especially if it gives you leverage later on. Mm-hmm. Um, good or bad, right? And so I think I think you can you can do many different things, no different than the Thanksgiving Day slate. But there's a lot of action on this slate, and I like all three games, and I actually like them in the betting market as well. So you know, it'd be interesting to kind of obviously Temple and I haven't talked at all to, to kind of walk through how we think the games play out and where the spots are. But th- that's how I would go into it. Um, and then if you're just really uncomfortable, don't play it. Don't waste your money per se. Do, do a showdown, pick the game you like the best and do a showdown, have some fun. Um, you, you know, or do a, a lot of people don't do this enough. I, I don't know if there is one. I don't know if you know, Tambo, is there like a Saturday through Monday or a Saturday, Sunday slate that incorporates them all?
0: I think there is, but it's not the, it's not the greatest action, right? It's like you said, all the actions right. built into the three game slate where sure. the big money's there. I think you said it perfectly. They'll play the entertainment side of it. If you're going to do that, just, Run the game stack. If you love that game, jam everybody in from that game, sit back and watch it and cheer for it. And if not, then you could start playing showdown one game at a time. Or
1: or 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 throw a dummy lineup in. Let's say you don't like the first game. Just throw a dummy lineup in with the second and third people, whatever you think. Let the first game play out and go, Okay, well, that game sucked. Like it was a it was it was a 18 to 17. I mean whatever, 20 to 17 game or 17-13 game. Now I, got a, I, got, I only got four teams, and I don't have to really go chase points. Or if the first game turns into a barn burner, you know you got to be different. Like, you leave yourself open there. If you, if, you do, if you know you only like one of the games and it's the last game, but it's a decision you have to make. We can't make that for you, but definitely we'll give you some options. Um, we're just, there's no value per se, so the play can be whatever. Um, here, we're just going to do a play and a fade, and then at the end we're going to kind of wrap up a, a favorite stack spot we're going to rapid fire through this, then get to the main slate. Tambo, kick us off. Quarterback, who, who's your favorite spot on the day? And then who would you probably not play? Um, and, and obviously, I'm just going to ask, don't hold us to any of this because we're still 48 hours away. There's only, quote, unquote, six quarterbacks. Like, we, there may be yeah. something surprise us on Saturday morning and go, oh, Brady's only going to be 2%. Well, I'll take the chance. So, I mean, with the, with the three-game slate, like, you can't hold us like you can the main – because if I say I'm gonna fade someone on the main, it's very rare I ever play them. I and if I do, I make it clear to the to the community that I'm playing them. But here there, there's such a very there's such a gray area that you never know. So so what you at right small, now. Yeah, yeah you, you, small, you, pre,
0: you prefaced it how I'm gonna put it anyway. I got I already got that built into my notes to rapid fire it. As far as the play goes, it's Watson and Winston. And you made the point there, and, and I'm on the exact same page. I have it in my notes. Winston is the contrarian way, he's gonna be lesser owned. To me, he's in just a good of a spot, but the, everyone just sees all, all his guys are injured. Well, guess what? That means you can stack his side for cheaper. Because sure, you ever you can go Watkins or sorry Watson, Hopkins and Fuller, but you're not being no, you're not being no different than anybody else. You may as well bring it back with Perryman and let the money burn up or or min cash it or whatever you want to do because it's gonna be the same lineup everybody has. It's gonna be very tough to get contrarian at that point. So I like Winston. I think he comes in lesser owned. We'll get to some of his options at the other positions, but you can do lots of stuff. You can use pass catching running backs. You can use both tight ends because you know Braid and OJ Howard. I think OJ Howard's going to be more popular, so you could just use Braid, or you can use them both. That's what there's a flex spot for. And the running backs suck this week. We'll get there. My fade to your point. I can't say I'll have zero of him because there's Brady fu mode is is on the table here. When he just watched Breeze take the record, when everyone says Brady's done now, they're cheaters again. We last time they got called cheaters for something like this. I was at the Super Bowl where the sign said Cheaters Never Win, and they got. You know, Everyone thought karma was coming their way and Marshawn Lynch was going to punch in the touchdown with all these cheater signs up everywhere. And guess what? They threw a pick and the Patriots won the Super Bowl. So this type of shit motivates them. It's crazy, but it does. I don't like Brady. I don't like this game. As I told you, I think it goes under. I think Trey White is who is now a pro baller, which is amazing to see. I think that whole Buffalo defense, I talked about them on Thanksgiving Day. This is not Thanksgiving, but it's another primetime spot to show themselves. They played my team, the Baltimore Ravens tough. I think they're in a good spot. I'm going to fade Brady here, like I said. I'll have a few Brady F-U lineups, but that's about it.
1: And holy hell, I'll get into the whole. Uh, I may do. I don't know if I'm doing final thoughts or I might do a whole pod on the whole crybaby girl bullshit NBA DFS cash game. These these guru NBA guys that think that because of you know injuries and late swaps and. And everybody can pick a, a which at first I thought they're my GPPs. I was like, you still got to pick a perfect fucking lineup. But then it turns out that all it is is these guru ass guys, quote unquote, that want to, you know, attack the fish in the cash games to fund their GPP games. So now they're pissed that all the cash games are splitting like eight, eighteen thousand ways because everybody's playing the same deal, and it's hurting their bankroll because it's not they can't fund their GPPs as much as they were, and they're yeah. crying like a bunch of fucking babies. I'm like, hey, at the end of the day. You still got to build. I mean, I thought DFS golf was bad about crying about soft pricing. Holy hell. And I'm new to the NBA, but I understand that this year it feels different. But The
0: problem is the the injury, though. This one I keep seeing that's not brought up enough on Twitter right now. The thing that has a factor to do with it is the the early reporting. It actually hurt them. Everyone thought that was a good thing. Now that you get a half hour's notice that A, B, and C are going to be out for the night, everyone knows who the automatic values are. So that's what the whole game is. Find the best values. Now you know them. And then go plug people in around them. It comes back like I, I just I'm with you. We could go on a whole pot about it, but that's why in my in my Twitter profile it says nobody cares. Work harder. That's my it's my new favorite quote. It Used to be my second favorite till I found out Gary Player was a bit of a cheat back in the day. I liked his quote too. Uh, you know, you know, the harder you work, the luckier you get. But nobody cares. Work harder. There's a way to figure it out. Like you said, the guy that I, I you know listen to a podcast every day with Manny Laura, and he talks about the winning GBP lineups from the night before. And in NBA, the guys that won the tournaments, the top ten in that tournament had like a hundred percent or less aggregate ownership while people are throwing their cash game lineup in there with 350% ownership right. because they're playing the yeah. chalkiest lineup of all hell. So you should be happy in GPPs that people are doing that. And in cash games, figure out a way to get better. They're all just median projections, move to other guys off at, that you go with your second most projected lineup and you could still win. And now you take out a train of all these lineups. You should be, up, you yeah. should want to be up against that. Oh, over 10 nights. You
1: can, you can beat it if you, if you want to, people just like, that the the fish, as they call them, couldn't get on those easy plays. But can't it doesn't matter. Out yeah. yeah, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because I don't blame DK other than like, you know, there are circum- certain circumstances where the guy you knew was going to be valued like two days in advance. But if you want DK to put the pro- – or Fandle or whoever put the pricing out, you know, like last night for today's slate, they can't do anything about that Let's say, a day, uh, you know, AD goes out tonight at six thirty. They say he's out. Well, DraftKings can't do shit about that, right? That
0: is, just, is what it is. It's an every night
1: sport, so it, it people are going to figure up. it out.
0: That's why it goes back to my quote: "figure it." And it basically nobody cares right. what card it means. Figure it out. People are going to yeah. figure it out. They can tighten up the pricing. There's ways to fix it, but only so much. And somewhat there's going to be groups of people or gurus or the, whoever that are still going to figure it
1: out. Right. The only thing that I agree with that I've seen, and not merely people talk about it, is I, I do think that they're a little um what's the right word very free with doing the multiple positions with guys I think they could tighten that up a little bit the, the mm-hmm. but the whole injury stuff like you can't do anything about that like but the the positions like let's tighten that up a little bit because you could that is the only thing I do agree with so I think Wilson who I like on on Twitter um talked to him many times like that's the one thing I do agree with is that like we don't need every guy to be able to play like dual positions plus utility, like, like, you know, tighten that up a little bit, but other than that, like shut up and and, and work harder. Right. And, and not right. saying I'm doing great, but NBA has been one of my better this year as well as college football. But, and I suck ass in the NFL and golf. So I'm not hiding that, but we're going to finish strong. Um, I, I, and I, I went on an NBA deal because I have nothing to add for quarterback. I was exact, exact identical to you. Yeah. Winston's the, is the leverage play. Watson's going to be great. Both secondaries aren't, Like tremendous, I will say the Bucks D in the last four games. You look if you look at DVOA or any kind of metric, they're better. Yeah, Um, but their competition isn't as great. But I I think they're good enough to compete if they still care, and I do think they still care. Um, So I would lean Winston. I just man with with Godwin out now. It's like all right, like how many injuries does it take before they finally fold? So push come to shove, I'd play Watson because he's actually getting healthier. With it looks like Fuller is going to be. You know, a little more healthier this week. So, I lean that way, but it is super chalky. I fade Brady. I, for the first time, I think ever, I don't think this is a Patriots typical spot. I think the Patriots are on a downside with a massive lack of talent. And Brady's not as good as he has been to pull him out of it. Does it mean they can't go win two or three games in the playoffs? No. But what I'm talking about, DFS are betting this week. I still think the Buffalo Bills are massively undervalued in the market at six and a half points on the road with their team. Agreed. They have great speed at linebacker. We talked about that against your boys, Lamar. Um, they have great ball control. They can run the ball. They they got you know uh, Browns coming aboard. Beasley can get them out some some third and sixes, third and sevens. He can run a slant and get it. The Patriots' defense is what's keeping them in ball games, and they can do it here. And it seems like every week you think they're dead, they get a pick six or a kickoff return for a touchdown or something crazy and you're like, "Damn, they just keep staying alive." But if you take that defense having a bad, if they have one bad game, they could get the, the Patriots could get curb stomped out.
0: That, well that's you know, what like, I just I love Christ. the under here gut because it's tw- yeah. like a 24-14 game is under. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's that crazy and I just don't see it. Like you said their defense is going to be what's keeping them in it. Josh Allen's nothing special. And Gilmore's great, so you got him working on John Brown, You got which affects some of his weapons. Singletary gets work. We're going to transition to running back here, but it's not going to be, to me, enough for a great value play or anything like that. So it's going to be tough, but mo- moving it on, I guess I'll let you start with running back because running yeah, back's a joke I, this week, and it's tough. Everyone says the same thing. Running back sucks. So what do you do?
1: Yeah, one probably kind of lock for me is, is why, just because of the catch potential. He's probably going to get five or six catches. So even if it's a slow like low scoring game, he, he may have six catches for eight, for, you know, 42 yards. Right. But that's still 10 points. And, and in this kind of environment could, could pay off one touchdown and he, and he's way up. Right. So six yeah. catches, 40 yards, a touchdown, even if he doesn't run the ball at all. Um I'm not against even playing white and Sonny Michelle in the same lineup, but you have to have Michelle get a touchdown type deal. Like he's not going to get enough work and they're not going to come. They're not going to, drive the ball up and down the field enough on the Bills. The Bills have a great D. Like, don't let anybody tell you they're not a great D. They are a good, fundamentally sound defense, and that's from a football – I watch the game standpoint. Not – I look at stats until I'm, you know, red in my eyes like a moron sometimes. I'm watching football games, and this defense is legit. This defense can go on the road in the playoffs and win a football game. That's how good they are.
0: Multiple times now against great teams, against good squads. So,
1: But – because of value elsewhere, you could play both and try to get away with it. It, It's a contrarian move, and that's the only reason I bring it up because we want to give you a couple things to kind of pivot off of because we're not talking a lot about these three games. That's not something I won't put off the table yet. I I don't know if I'll get there, but I'm not putting off the table. Um, My fate is tricky because it it is girly, but I think the Rams beat the 49ers this week outright. Um, I think think the 49ers, because of injuries alone on the defensive side – If you look at their first seven games versus games eight through on, the quality of quarterbacks and teams they have played um, were horrendous to start the season and and then keep improving, albeit, you know, Lamar Jackson, guys like that. And and this Ram team, it's just that spot, quote-unquote, we'll talk about. You get your doors blown off the week before in a prime time or a big-slash-main-slate game, which they were with the Cowboys, more times than not you come back the next week and you show up. It happened twice last week in the NFL. So <laughs> I, I definitely love the Rams plus the points, but I could see Gurley getting a sneaky touchdown in there. He, he too likes to catch the ball in the backfield. And if they're going to evolve him there, he could be, he, he could have value. But as of tonight, I, I'm, he's my fade just because I'd rather spend some money elsewhere, but I'm not off him hundred percent, just in this short slate that's
0: the only guy I kind of see that I can move off of. What about you? Similar in a way. The funny part about the Rams factor you said is that people are literally flip-flopping on them. Like, remember the week before everyone had the money on them oh. at Seattle, bust them, or what was it? They beat at Seattle and then came back the other week and then lost to Dallas. It was just flip-flop of everyone lost their money and now they're going to do it again. I'm with you. I think everyone's going to go on San Francisco and say there's no way the Rams look like hell. They suck. And then the Rams are well, going to come out and win this yes. thing. And Saturday night,
1: I, Saturday night, I told you the Cowboys were going to – I mean, it wasn't even going to be close. And it, that yeah. was correct. I was a dumbass to put the Dolphins as my lock instead of the Cowboys, which cost
0: me probably four spots in the Super 7. But yeah, I, I just also, didn't – believe. it. you and I have seen it a million times. So that to me um, – uh, not toot our own horns. I just know that we've seen that coming a mile away. So that, that one was good. I'm, I'm saying what you're on the fade. Uh, I'm with Gurley. What I said here is simple. I said, listen, in cash and on this slate, if you're playing it, I get it because he's going to be probably 60%. Oh, he's the only guy that actually gets work that doesn't have to compete with the bunch of people that they've decided now with McVay and them have just driven him into the ground. It's go time. But but the challenge is, you know, it's going to be tough to be different with them. And, and I don't see a path where he's just going to smoke them. It's still the 49ers. They played guys tough. They played Lamar tough, right? And Lamar got the yards on him. But I'm just saying it's not like Lamar and Ingram and Gus Edwards and everyone got there just using a good team. I'm just saying here in this spot, my play... Uh, th- I, the, the only thing there would be that – and it, this this is
1: why I say it's a pause is because they have four potential starters out of their front seven potentially out. So that, that's all the world by the time we – like if three of those guys wind up playing – then I'm it's a full fade, but if let's say all four wind up being out Saturday morning. Well, then I may move to Gurley, and that's why I bring it up. Like the injuries this week on this slate is huge in that game. Yeah. Go ahead, I, I agree. With no, for understand. sure,
0: same and it but, matters. And that's what I wanted to say because yeah. you know it, it's just the way it works sometimes, right? We're just trying to make sure you know the the whole game theory of it and why we're doing what we're doing and talking about it and give you all the facts. Um, sure. I was on the same wavelength as you. I'm. A, I'm even though he's not a big snaps guy, and it's it's you never know though, and that's the whole point on this slate is you never know. is I'm, I'm gonna go more with Sony here with Michelle, and, and main thing is it's because of price. I think the automatic assumption. I'm with you, especially if Edelman's banged up. I get it. White makes more sense, but he does cost a little bit more. Yeah. And I also think too. I just think historically, I, I obviously Sony Michelle is no Legarrette Blunt. I'm not saying that. I'm saying. What, the, what do the Patriots like to do this time of year in games like this, important big games going down the stretch? They like just to pound a guy and just keep rocking them and rocking them. And you really can't throw on Buffalo. And I'm not saying you can run all over them. We know that. We just discussed it. But I think I can, I can try it for 4600 bucks or whatever he costs and hope that he bangs it in the end zone once. And what if he gets two? What if he gets three? It's not like it's crazy or worldly to say there couldn't be a pass interference on a guy like a Dorsett or a Sanu and they're down at the one and they just pound Sony in twice. Now, it could be Brandon Bolden, for all we know. And then guess what? The whole slate blows up, and you got to figure that stuff out. I'm just going with the guy I like for price and value and for where we're at, and I think, it'll, I think it will be a little bit different, and I don't hate your idea of using both of them together and even using both of them together with the Patriots' D against Josh Allen, who can make mistakes. We know that.
1: Yeah, I mean, right now, are you on the, I'm on the side of playing four wide receivers this week in the main three games later.
0: Is that where you're at, or would you play three uh, running backs? I'm no I'm on the side of three three wide receivers and a and a second tight end. Uh, so well, I mean, yeah. and we're so going to get to tight end but we're, I mean yeah. we're we're not, we're not really yeah, top yeah, yeah. but it, whether it gets to be Kittle or whether it's your Howard and your Brates or whatever you decide what I am, I am guess, on the same I, page that running back sucks. Yes, I'm yes. on the page of two running backs. I will say
1: Saturday morning is going to be crucial on the it, it it's imperative that you know if those guys, and if you don't know the guys I'm talking about, go look it up, but it, the amount of the 49ers D that wind up being active and playing factors into Gurley, in my opinion. So, so pay attention to that before the game starts. Uh, yeah. It doesn't mean you have to go three running backs. Just I was going to say,
0: that's what I was going to say. It yeah, means, yeah, it, more on yeah, than, Gurley than I am now. The, yeah because it just but makes I mean, more sense and he's a guaranteed yeah. 20 touches and all the catches and whatever but it doesn't exactly. mean i'm going to still play three running backs i can tell you that no, i don't i don't
1: know if i can get the three no matter how i look at it um Stupid. super contrary yeah I, I just don't see it right now singletary like you said the, the Patriots D is good there but you know the 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 downside of singletary as you've mentioned many times in the pod is is jo- he could have a great
0: game and allen steals all his touchdowns in the red zone so it
1: yeah. Super, and it's, super, and it's,
0: it's Hyde. Is it Duke Johnson? And then it's, uh, your right. Peyton Barbers, your Joneses, your Olawabi that they, they want to mix them all in. They've even, there's even been coach speak that we want to get all three of them involved for Tampa. And then you just, we just talked about it. Bolden, Burkhead, uh, Michelle White. Like you're, you're just picking and right. choosing spots. So it's a great GPP slate for that matter because you know everyone's stacking the first game and you can just get around it. So that's why I suggest an MME strategy this week. But even then, you're still tossing darts. And if you make one wrong mistake, or one landmine, you're probably dead to the to the big money. Now, wide
1: receiver, I, I really mean there's a lot of plays that I can get to. And so that why there's another reason why I open up to it. Um I I just think because I think no matter what, no matter how way no matter how how many ways I play this game out, I think the Bucks are gonna be throwing the ball. Like you, either it's a shootout, they're coming from behind, fourth quarter garbage, whatever you want to say. Which obviously we'll talk about tight ends and all that, but I don't see how Perryman doesn't hit value. And I also think he could be overlooked a little bit because of the guys around him, Cup, Woods, all those kind of guys. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to say play Perryman. Doesn't mean I don't like Hopkins. Obviously I do, and you can stack them. But my play would be Perryman, and then my fade would be Woods because I think you need to fade Woods or Cup. And Mosley should be on Woods if all things are equal. And so I'll lean to fade Woods and I would go to Cup. But Perryman's my play. What
0: about you at wide receiver? I'll go reverse because I'm completely opposite of you on this one. I think Perryman is the worst play of the slate at $6,000. I actually, I think he is getting owned, and it's not calling you out. I'm saying here's the thing. What many people aren't going to see is that he literally had three touchdowns on six catches. And I know he doesn't need near that to hit a value or break it or anything like that, but you got to remember, too, Woods did burn down the house last week for many people, right? He had, four, what do you have, like 2.7 2. or something? Like he ended up getting nothing, and people were on him in cash and everywhere. Cup has been off and on. People are unsure of his snaps. He has had a touchdown still in three straight games. It is possible, but, man, there's two fades here for me, and I'm going to talk about them both even though I only need one. Is Perryman was one. I think he'll be way too popular for a guy that had six catches but got three touchdowns. Uh, there is some other guys you can use. I think the tight ends. My other problem with Perryman, a guy just asked us in – Uh, a dm tonight about for season long is that we already talked about um the two tight ends which Winston brought up himself he said listen I rolled in the locker room this week and I told OJ and Cam it's going down boys get ready so again that's quarterback speak it doesn't mean it's true I'm, I'm just saying that's a fact we know that that was said reporters beat reporters talked about it they also talked about Bruce Arians saying I'm involved in all three of my running backs and again coach speak is the worst in most cases but he says as pass catchers So he's like, you're saying I got no options over here. I still got Jameis Winston, who likes to throw the ball 50 times a game, and I still got all these other guys. If they want to put one lockdown on a guy, put it on Perryman, you got Justin Watson, another guy you can use. I'm just saying, and then they signed other guys. So that one, and then Stills. Stills, I think, was two touchdowns on three catches. So these are just sick outlier results that I don't expect to happen, and they don't need to go off for multiples, but that's why I don't like them. I am on Hopkins because the obvious chalk cash play, but I actually like Fuller more and GPPs and leaving Hopkins out. Because I think if you want to talk about a guy who already broke 10 game slates this year is, is Will Fuller. So you're telling me on a three game slate, you don't want to use him or you don't want to use him without Hopkins. He, he's had plenty. He's had multiple games this year, two different games where he had like 40 something fantasy points where Hopkins didn't go off. And I think most people will use Fuller in a double stack and not just by himself and leave Hopkins off. So that's one of my favorite ways to be different in that game as well.
1: Yeah, and if we were doing two plays, uh, Fuller would have been my second. The, the, the only caution with Perryman for me is the situation, and, and let's not—I I mean, Houston has one of the bottom ten secondaries in the NFL. They—they they suck against the pass, and so if all those things happen, I think the leverage you can get. Now, I agree with you. Come Saturday morning, if I feel Perryman's going to be chalk, that's not what I liked. I thought at six thousand, most people are going to go ah. He had the big week last week. He's done. I'm not paying six thousand, and I'll go right back to that well because Winston's yeah. going to throw the ball fifty times, and if he's going to wind up being kind of sneaky, because I felt people will go to Woods Cup that big game, and I'll go. Let's not forget Houston's D. Like they got even when they blew up the Falcons, and Fuller had his big game. Atlanta still had like four hundred and fifty yards pass. Like they're not great on the on the pass defense side. So someone's got to get that ball. And with Godwin and Godwin played most of the game mid third quarters when he left. So I could see 12 to 14 targets type deal for Perryman like eight to 10 catches. No way he's going to get like three touchdowns again. That was, I'm not expecting that. But true. And I, I, so yeah, I agree yeah.
0: with you. he doesn't need that. But you, I, I mean, I don't think you're wrong. I'm just saying, yeah. and you know, for game stacks and whatnot, but this is the big game. It's like, why would someone want, you know, Woods who just blew them up last week over Perryman when Perryman's at home with no Godwin with, with Winston, with the 51 point total. Like that to me is where people go. So I don't mind them in cash. If you can be different elsewhere. Wait. Like I said, I, I can go Watson Hopkins Perryman and probably be different in the sense that I just don't have Hopkins in there. Right. I've Which- got Watson and Fuller. Sorry.
1: Yeah, and I agree with you, and then, and then that's where it gets important on Saturday morning slack when we're all kind of having our coffee and we get to kind of big dog yeah. Bobby Bobby this week. Bobby normally has the coffee talk on Saturday mornings, but um, not this week. We're going to have NFL plus college football. But if I get to Saturday morning and I wake up and I feel that that's going to be the deal, and uh, Richard Sherman, who I believe he's already confirmed out, I don't think there's any chance of him playing, but I'm, I'm not. Richard, Richard Sherman wrong. is confirmed in. Oh, he's in. Okay. Yeah, so in. It, depending on that pass rush and everything else, I, I quickly could go to golf cup woods as a, as a pivot, it, especially if you're building like 10 to 20 lineups, don't, don't not have that stack in your build somewhere because you'll be opposite of everybody else. Then I know, I know you, if you have a hundred lineups, you're going to have some kind of Ram stack in five or 10 lineups just to be that little different spot. So, you know, I think a lot of guys, when they build MME style, they, they get locked into one mindset. And I kind of like how you do it. And we've talked a little bit behind the scenes and we're going to work on teaching you how to do the lineup builder at the Honda. But, you know, I like how you will, you know, well, I'm I'm at the gym, I'm in one mindset and I build 10 or 20 and and then I go here and I'm at lunch break and I build 10 or 20. So it keeps you from not building a hundred right in a row. That's one way to do it. But I think a lot of people will start stacking and flipping and stacking and flipping. And they forget that, well, what if the Rams go off and they win 35-14 and you had yeah. none of that very low stack? Now, if you're in a single bullet build, you just got to make some cut hard decisions. But MME side, don't forget about that. For me, my favorite stack um, or spot of the game is the Bucks. I think however you do it, whether it's Winston, OJ, Bates, Perryman, Winston, Watson, OJ, Bates, I mean – those five ish guys. I don't know about the running back because I don't trust that situation at all in any way, shape or form. If anything, I would go barber because they seem to like him in the red zone, like five yard line if you want to get sneaky. But as far as pass catching situation, you can mix and match any of that as a kind of a lower owned stack than others. So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, what about you?
0: Yeah, I'm waiting for this slate to blow up when Jones, Barber, and Duke Johnson have three touchdowns each or something, and that's how they get to the 51-point total. But yeah, uh, I'm with you. I said very similar. I said Winston, Winston, Watson, Howard, Bray using at least two, and that's what I'm going with. That That's my favorite stat because then I don't care about using Hopkins or Fuller or both on the other side because I just don't think people are going to do a Winston, two tight ends of his with one on the other side or two on the other side. So you can mix it up and be different, but that's you got to be different in this game. We know that. And not I'm not going to be the only one with this. There's you know 150,000 people or whoever in the, in these big $20 tournament, but if you go Winston, Brait, Howard, that uses a flex on a second t- uh, Tampa Bay tight end and then if you run it back with Fuller and not Watson, you've got money to spend at the other positions where you just naturally become unique because of it and you kind of just got to get uncomfortable with like your Edelman's, your Gurley's, all those guys. So Definitely like that side of the stack for sure. And I don't think – I think it's we're in our own bubble talking about it that it seems like it might be popular, but I think way more people will be on the Watson-Hopkins side than they will the Winston-Watson type stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. I think people will go
0: Watson- And I'm talking Justin Watson, by the way, just to to clarify.
1: Yeah, I I agree. And I also think people will be on Deshaun- Hopkins, Fuller, those three much more than anything else we talked about. That'd be a more common stock at all, and, and running Definitely. back with somewhere else, um, running
0: back with Perryman. That's what I'm saying. Perryman's normally yeah. going to go into those yeah. builds, so that's the other thing about Perryman. If you want to use them, don't plan on using them in that build because that's again, it's just especially like a one to three max. You're just not being different. Great, great point. Like, like if you want to do a Ram stack or whoever.
1: And then run it back with Perryman. Well, now you don't have to worry about Perryman Chalk because no one else is doing that
0: hardly. Like you you, you, use uh, use Duke Duke Johnson and use Perryman. And that's your mini stack of this game. You just hope those two spots are the ones that blow up. And then you fill it up with Rams and 49ers or whatever else you want to use. hundred percent agree. Um,
1: going to keep it rolling main slate you guys know these teams you know the players you know the spots so we're going to go fast and furious but we're going to hit on key spots that both of us think are crucial when it comes to Sunday obviously it's it's thursday night you'll hear later on we're not going to do a live audible saturday no different than thanksgiving day um our vacation start friday saturday family holidays out. holidays
0: yeah. i'm gonna be like canadian uh, christmas vacation sipping the old rum and eggnog yeah. i'll be gone by that I'll, time
1: I'll I'll be in and out all day because we got college football. Bobby's, Bobby's going to have the full slate Saturday covered. I'll be in there Saturday morning talking college football. I know Tambo will be in there talking NFL.
0: Yeah, we'll be me. in Slack for NFL because it's yeah. all day sitting around the couch right. watching. It's his family and stuff. It's going to be good.
1: Yeah, I have no plans except for relaxing, hopefully, and also finishing off the golf tools, uh, which is my number one priority right now. But we're going to go to the main slate. Like I mentioned, $5 million main event, $1,500 buy-in. If you think that intimidates you, I played a very small queue last night in NBA and got my first ticket to this. Which I will tell you, I would not. I'm not. I wasn't going to pay. Be in this at all, but I was like, oh, I feel you know whatever. It's a small queue. I, you can literally. I don't know how low. I know the one I saw was twenty six dollars. Like tonight, you could have played the main slate six thirty NBA slate for twenty six bucks, and the winner of that there were sixty seven guys. You could put two entries in if you want the winner of that 67 gets a free $1,500 ticket to, to Sunday, which the winner of the main event is $1 million. So literally my 26 bucks could turn into a million. Is it likely? No. But I'm just saying, I think a lot of guys don't pay enough attention to satellites and cues. What is your, you're more in tune to that than me. Do you think that's a anecdotal comment by me? Or do you think that most people don't realize that they can literally play some $13 showdowns? I mean, these little events it's not likely, but if you win, it gets to the next step and then you're in, do you think a lot of
0: people pay attention to that or not? They don't, but it's also a grind, right? I, I know we've had oh, some good success is. with them, but I'm just saying like, it's, it's not even, I, and I've also had bad, you know, I, I've had poor results with them as well. I'm just saying, but you can sometimes only chase it so far. And I know you say, okay, it's 26 bucks. It'll never get to 1500. But if you do 10 nights in a row, you're kind of like, well, shit, now I just lost 260 bucks well, trying to get into a correct. fit and it, it happens. It can happen is correct. all I'm saying.
1: Great point. I, and I have been lucky on two of the big ones I've made already. Last night was the first night I did any qualifiers for the, and, and Tambo knows yeah. it because I told him during the day, I said, Hey, I'm going to try tonight to get a yeah. ticket. And I sure as hell did. So, yeah, don't be and we're going to do a pod next week or maybe this weekend and drop it next week on bankroll management contest selection. Bucks and I did a good one. I feel I'm much more mature and engaged now. It, I mean, I hope I am being, you know, a year later. Obviously having Tambo part of it will be a little different so we can bounce some new, new ideas, new contests. Things are changing. The top 65 in golf NBA. I mean, all this stuff is changing and we're trying to grow ourselves. So we're going to lay it all out there on a nice pod to talk about both those deals. Make, I mean, even in this deal, like when I decided to do that last night, I set aside a part of my bankroll and I said, okay, it's, it's Wednesday night between now and Saturday, I'm trying to do as much qualifying for the $1,500 main event, and I did a qualifier last week, first one I'd done all year, and I qualified for the big Christmas NBA deal. So I was like, all right, I'm going to put this amount of bankroll aside for these two qualifiers over the next four days, which is going to lessen my normal play as far as normal contests, but I'm willing to do that, and I sac- I sacrificed that for the chance. Yeah. I didn't go out and say, I'm adding X amount to my bankroll to make this happen stay within your means. And that's important to your point. You're dead right. You don't want to and do we'll, this we'll get,
0: we'll get to it on the strategy pod, but you made yeah. a good point where if you, you got to look at it like a stop loss. If you say, okay, I'm going to put 200 bucks trying to get into the 1500. And then yeah. I just either didn't get in or I did like a qualifier for a live final. But then if you get a ticket to it, now you say I got 1500 to work with. I might put another 300 now trying to get in because it's like I already won 1200 bucks still because I'm in it either way. If right. I lose that 300 bucks, so you just keep trying it that way and you got to balance against it, what you got in is. there so far.
1: And it changes when you get to one where there's a guarantee payout for last. So, like the showdown Christmas slate, there's a guarantee. And we'll talk about that on the pod. I don't want to get off on NBA, but that's some of the stuff we'll talk about, especially because I think we don't have anything confirmed. I think we will have a live golf world championship next year and so we definitely want to talk about that as people get excited so (laughs) a lot lot of things coming in the next two weeks that you guys are going to be thrilled about the the community is going to be as strong as it's ever been by the time we get to augusta i can't wait for it and you're going to want to be a
0: part of it because now gup dropped it i'm going to say because just we're going to toot our own horn on this one gup's corner got the inside track on it you heard it here first i don't care what anybody says there's a 99.9 percent chance it's going to be a live final event for golf that I got told about at King of the Beach, told Gup and JB right away. Wanted everybody to know it's going to be exciting. Lots of details are still to come. It sounds like it's going to be pretty cool. They're going to keep me updated as we go along, but I think you guys are going to love it, and that's why Gup's Corner is going to be the place to be. We're going to have all the information. Everything's going to be related on how to qualify our pods that lead in, everything like that. So uh, I'm excited for it. I know you dropped the hint, but I wanted to make sure people know we're on it, and that's why we're the place to be. If you're not already a part of it, everything that goes with that—that's part of the part of being with Gup's Corner. Same as when we got the contest later for the Honda. For the Honda Classic, right? You're going to want to be a part right. of it. That's for sure.
1: No, and I think the – I'm going to talk about it in my final thoughts. The the value of the experience for the Honda Classic, which is 100% paid trip, and there's all kinds of things I've locked up this week that we're going to talk about, is is worth more than you can put on the dollar that we're going to spend because of everybody that's going to be there and everything we're covering. It's going to be a huge trip. So the one thing nice about this year is our current community has the same amount of chances as, as the new guys are trying to get in involved in the community – and the next three months for us is going to be as intense because we got a lot going on, but as exciting as it's been since we started the whole deal, you know, almost three years ago when, when I launched it, and then you know going paywall last year, very you know cautious times, and now we're to the point where the community kind of has grown so well that it, it, the anticipation of what's next is amazing, and the guys we meet in there day in and day out, and I have a couple of stories at the end that you guys will love. While you're all here, is the playbook. Pretty much rapid fire on this because it, it, it's it's you can go. Re- I mean, we're sixteen weeks in now. There's no reason to go dig and diving. It's quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, defense. We go light on quarterback, tight end. The defense, we we kick out the you know the value. There really is no value. We just give you the, our best play and our best fade. We do our stacks. We got the Super Seven and the Super Contest Finals are vastly approaching. I'll talk about my position in both of those. So, a lot to get to Tambo, kick us off, quarterback, play, fade, and value for the main
0: slate on Sunday, yeah, and I want to keep it quick too we We spent a lot of time on the Saturday slate guys. We want to make sure we had that for you. We know that's a lot of fun. it's a three gamer, everyone has fun with that. We want to talk more strategy and whatnot. plus we're going to be putting on a lot of content, so you know, my article with the plays, the targets, and the stacks, uh you know our our grid iron that we're going to put out with everything with all the grids, and everyone's posted their favorite picks, that'll all be there. So for me, the play is going to be Russell Wilson. I love Lamar still, but I, I think at 1000 bucks less, I think Russ still has a good spot here against Arizona. Um, my fade is going to be Dak, and it really sucks because I do like Dak. I like the spot. I love the matchup against Philly, the pricing on Amari, the pricing on Gallup. All that looks good, but I don't know about this shoulder, man. So I'm not trusting that right now. And then the, there's a lot of guys above and below him um, that I'll get to maybe in different spots that I mentioned at other positions. And then my value right now is a, there's a couple guys down there I'll name. One is going to be uh, Greer at 4300 not expecting anything special. but uh, You know, Breeze just pumped this team, but I'm not expecting, you know, Greer is obviously not Breeze, so it has nothing to do with that. It's the pricing, 4,300, the fact that he got named late as the starter. Uh, Kyle Allen had like six weeks over 18 DK points, and he sucks. Uh, it, it's DJ Moore, it's Samuel, it's CMC, it's Olsen back healthy. All these guys do the work for him, and at 4,300, if he got 18 points, you'd be laughing. Uh, so I got to like him. And then Haskins as a backup at, I think he's 4,700 or something in a great matchup there as well. So a couple of values for you and then rapid fire, kick it over to you, Gup. Mute.
1: Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, dead nuts agree on Wilson. I just, I'm not getting cute there. Right. So I'm going to play Wilson. Um, depending on obviously contests and all that I'm fading Tannehill. I, I don't know if he'll be high owned, but at that price tag, there's plenty of other options. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I heard your first, value which was Greer did you mention Haskins at all or no
0: I said yeah that's my second I said okay I didn't know who you were going to go there there's really two values and that's them this week that I mean that's the two guys I, I would almost guarantee
1: you right now that if I only have one bullet for my 1500 I, I am stacking Haskins and F1 and if that doesn't get me then whatever but against the Giants the secondary I'm in right the, yeah. the kid the kid gets just shit talked on all year and and, and there's been some times you could do it but the Giants defense is horrendous. Maybe the worst in the league right there with the lions type deal. Um, the whole Eli Kumbaya have fun. Get the fuck out of here. Party last week is over. Um, sounds like Jacob, you know, he, you know, is back, which, you know, he turns the ball over a lot. So, I, and, and the Redskins, I liked their fire last week. Like, I think especially Haskins who's, who's been shit on, he even mentioned, you know, this week how he's you know frustrated and, He almost physically got sick watching his first game versus Giants. Like, and obviously, him and F one were uh, partner. I mean, uh, teammates in college. So the connection there is there. And so, for the value you get there, and to be a lot different and open up some other spots, if you want to go Haskins, I certainly don't mind it at all. So that you you got to get
0: you got to get two lineups though, so you can use your boy Fitz because you know you want to use Fitzpatrick here. Miami versus Cincy. That's another guy that's popping for me that you want to use with Parker, right?
1: I love I love Fitz and he he's yeah. in my Super Bowl he's in my Super Bowl season long quarterback right now so I'm I'm all about that versus and, yeah. and running back so here we go I'll be right into running backs my play is Barkley which you can run back with Haskins my next one is Mixon who's very secretly has a very solid last four to six weeks and now he gets the Dolphins D yeah I'd go Fitz and Parker running back with Mixon all day long so I like Mixon. The obvious is there, CMC and all those. So I'm not – I don't like regurgitating that stuff. Like if I got to talk to you about do you want to play CMC or not, then you're listening to the – like that's stupid of me. So I want to give you guys options that aren't just popping off automatically. So I like Barkley. I like Mixon. I'm fading Kamara. I just don't like the price. I don't like situation. They're on the road. They're at Tennessee. It feels like one of those Saints games where it's like, 13-10 13-10 to 10 in the fourth, and can Drew sneak one out to get the Week 17 type of deal, especially coming off the super high Monday night game? Tennessee's got a great deal. They're going to run the ball, slow the game down. I don't like Kamara in that situation. Uh, value for me, the first one's easy. If Jacobs is out, which we think he will be, Washington. He's out. He's out, yeah. He's he's out. Out. yeah so Very Washington's good. easy, probably going to be a plug-and-play for most, especially cash games. Uh, and I like Peterson. So I don't mind running Peterson in that stack as well on the skins. If you want to if you want to just load up on some Washington Redskins. But Buck, if Bucks didn't listen to this and get a little chubby, he's he he he's got to, I need his credit cause yeah. as much as I talk shit about him on the Redskins. He should be super excited about this. I'm like, give him all the love tonight. So I like Peterson at 5000. Even I think that's a good play. What
0: about you? You stole my whole page almost. I got only one different. I got mixed in the same. I got the Camara fade. I got Peterson and Washington as the obvious values this week with with everything that makes sense. What you just said. Uh, one interesting piece on AP that I want to bring up was you know he doesn't catch passes. Last week he had the same targets as Chris Thompson, and now with no guys, it just he's it's all about the price. There it has nothing to do with the matchup and how good you know the spot is or whatever. I still think he's a fine play. Uh, and then the one guy I'm I'm going to be heavy Seahawks this week because I'm going to take us into wide receiver here pretty quick, but. Carson as well, I'll go back to him, and I think um, the thing about Carson, the price will is a sticker shock for people because he's up to 8500 now, but he's still at home. They still want to run the ball. there's still no pennies. C.J. Prosize fumbled last week. That's you know how that works with the Seattle Seahawks. Carson's about the only guy that can get away with fumbling. Uh, so I mean, I'm good with him even at 8500 and I'm less on I'm not on Kamara really at all. like you said, uh, that was my fade, and less on CMC. Just because of the price and, and because of these other guys around with the Mixons, the Carsons, the Barkley's, all those guys. So, uh, I'm with you there. Sticking with the same theme going into wide receiver. My play is Lockett. Uh, it's a toss up between him and Metcalf. I think they're both good plays. I know that Metcalf is cheaper. We know that unfortunately, uh, you know, for, for Josh Gordon and for the league, I think he's a great player, but obviously he's got a lot going on. He he can't, can't figure it out, man. And and it sucks, right? The guy's very talented. We'd love to see him stick around, but this continues. It's, there was, Funny, I think, not funny, but I guess interesting that Schefter posted it was two days in the difference from last year. It was December 16th or 18th. This year it was on the 16th that he got suspended indefinitely again. So with him out, Lockett, Metcalf, double stacks, whatever, with Carson, without. I'm just mixing that whole side up. Uh, and then the other guy I didn't mention earlier, you could use Kyler and then mix these guys on the other side. My other play, we just talked about him, Devontae Parker. fit. So I didn't get to mention above, but I did mention him quick with you. Loves this guy peppers him. The matchup is solid. Use him with Mixon on the other side in a mini stack. You can really do whatever you want. Love that across the board. My fade is AJ Brown. Kind of matches good with your theme with uh, the the tanail fade. It's I mean the guy's great, excellent up and comer. Think he's a stud. Uh, it's about who who's around him in the in the fantasy you know pricing in the price points in the fantasy world this week. And then on top of that is is he going to continue with ninety yard t- touchdowns and shit? I, I don't think so. So uh, there's that. And then my values are. Mike Williams at 5K, guy's making 30K, 30 yard catches every week, uh, and now gets Oakland. So I like Keenan Allen, but he's not, he doesn't fit the value mold. So I'll I'll drop down to Mike Williams there and get a little bit different, take a nibble on that, and then Fitzgerald, a uh, little bit of narrative, but you know, second last game possibly. He's been talking about the retirement deal. I think it's a good spot. He runs it back in those stacks. With you can use Kirk, you can use Fitzgerald, but again, from the value price point, 4200 for Fitzgerald. Uh, You know, that's insane to me, that price tag. I know it's price and narrative-based. He's not going to normally blow up a slate, but at 4,200, he can do damage. I know that. Yeah, obviously
1: F1 is one of the guys I mentioned that I like. And the other guys you mentioned as plays were were on my list. There is one guy that if he plays, and this could be a sneaky mini stack, I guess, um, is Hilton. And so my reason being is if he winds up playing which he played monday but not much till the end garbage time blah 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 but if he's in and ready to play they're at home like there's no reason for him to jog out there and play unless he's ready to go right and 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 i think ppr wise and just completely overlooked and a pretty decent matchup like Brissett, mac hilton are all in play and so obviously michael thomas all those guys same as running back i'm not going to regurgitate those guys to you so ty is a guy that i would keep my eye on if he if he looks healthy things are coming along he could be a very sneaky play in there. You could play naked just because he's in my opinion, if he's ready to start and play, I mean he's he's potential for eight, one ten, and a touchdown, right? He he always has that big game once a year and he really hadn't this year. And and maybe they just want to get some momentum going in next year because they got the pieces on that team. They need one good off season maybe an acquisition they can get in there and, and give them a little more firepower on offense and they're ready to go. So I don't mind TY my fade's Galladay. Um, I, I just think the Lions are probably checked out at this point. And I love the Broncos' defense. We'll get to that in a little bit. But Detroit on the road, um, Blau, I, you know, probably cold and and uh, just not a great spot to go to D, to Denver right now. Week 16, you're out of everything. You know, body's going to be aching and cold. Like, I just don't like anything about the Lions this week. Um, so I'm going to fade Galladay. I like Wilson for the Dolphins. Um, as my kind of sneaky play, if you, if you like Parker, great, I I think you can play him and I'll play him, but you could be sneaky and go Fitzpatrick and him and Wilson or Fitzpatrick Wilson and the tight end. I mean, you could be a little bit different there. I don't think you have to be sneaky if you're playing the dolphins on this slate, but Wilson at that price is a good, you know, if you need a cheap guy to try to maybe with a high upside, one touchdown type deal, he's there. And I agree with you on Mike Williams. I like him. Um, I don't like the Chargers in general. They've, they've screwed me over many times in the last few weeks, betting-wise potentially or especially, but um, that, he seems to get one big catch a game or two and could have a big game this week against Oakland in a, in a secondary. This just not very good. We saw it last week, so I like Mike Williams. Uh, I'll roll the tight end real quick. It's pretty easy for me. Depending on your quarterback and you want to combo up there, that's fine, but I like Andrews. Whether you're playing Lamar or not, I think it's a great spot for him, especially for the price. My fade is Cook. I don't again with the Saints. Um I'm gonna fade as many pieces of that as I as I can, especially if people are high on them after the big win Monday. MT is always in play there, of course, at wide receiver, but I'll fade Cook. And then my value, which is kind of sketching the, the rules, is Hollister for Seattle, mainly based on some of the stuff you said earlier, because I think you can go um Metcalf or Lockett, but I think Hollister is also in play because I think Wilson has a big game here. What I hope, and this is a game script, is that Kyler and them got some momentum to keep the game competitive. Because if not, it's going to be a Chris Carson game. And that's just something you got to kind of balance in is, can Arizona do enough to keep Seattle firing? Or is Seattle just going to dominate this thing and win 24-7, running the ball, going away? Because you know know Pete wants to run the ball if he can. So those are my tight ends. What about you?
0: Like Ertz, uh, if you're paying up, I just think, you know, Aguilar is still going to be out. It said, they said today, you know, on top of everybody else. So he's basically a really good priced wide receiver one, right? They have just been using him, peppering him. I think he's $6,400. I get that it's expensive for a tight end and you mainly want to pay down, but it is what it is. I still think he's a fair price. I don't really like Andrews and I love my team and I love my squad. And I think Cleveland's always been a great matchup for, for tight ends, but It's a three-headed monster, right? You got Hayden Hurst doing, you know, tippy-toe walks with his hair flying in the wind. You got Boyle in there. Now, Boyle was relegated to a blocking role last week, but it's interesting to see going forward what that looks like because in the previous games, he was actually running more routes. So Andrews tough. His price is up. I get it, but I'm not so sure, and I don't mind using Lamar naked, so I never need Andrews or I don't feel like I do. Obviously, if he gets a couple touchdowns, I'm going to be pissed, but is what it is. I'll be happy. Uh, You know, emotionally, I'll be okay. Uh, they'll claim, actually, the Ravens with a win this week, pick up home field through the entire playoffs, which is very important for, for the Ravens. I can tell you that much. Uh, the value for me is Hooper. Uh, I like your call with Hollister. Like I said, I love that whole side. But Hooper at 4.4K, to me, that's amazing. Uh, just for the work that he can pick up. I know he wasn't a huge factor last game. Um, he did have one call back late, and then Julio ended up winning the game for them. Uh, but there's targets still around, right? Still no Ridley, not a bad spot against the Jags. And then he does fit into the stacks. With Matt Ryan, which we'll get to in a second, I just there's too many guys to name this week. I actually do like uh, the main slate quite a bit, so that's just another spot to go there for me. No, I agree. Um, on defense, so on Hooper, do you think
1: it's a great point? So there's two there's two theories here, and you really have to one. You talked about just because a team looks great and they maybe want to relax, like a like a. a the Ravens, and then on the NFC side, the Packers, the Saints, the Seahawks, like all those teams can still get home field. And, and home field is huge in the NFL playoffs. You all know that. But don't discredit that these guys know that and want it, especially in the AFC where nobody wants to go to New England. I don't care what New England – New England could get beat by 20 this week. But yeah. if people have to go to New England in the playoffs, and you put Tom Brady in a one-game situation at home versus anybody – I'm gonna to favor Tom no matter what's going on. Now this oh, yeah. week, it doesn't matter. It's crazy. Yeah, so so that's a different deal. So it's it's imperative that Lamar not only that, let's say that my theory, the Patriots are kind of on their downward spiral this year. You think Lamar wants to go play Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City or have Patrick come to
0: Baltimore? Nobody there's Tom. nobody we want to play. We don't even want to play him at home. It's bad enough. I'm a Ravens right. I don't <laughs> want to play Houston Texans. Right. If, especially if JJ Watts put no tweets that he's coming back or said it's not over yet. So he's right. making point that what if he's back? So we need home no matter what. And that's why I talked about it at the top. I, I definitely like Wilson, but I will have Lamar. They, they are going to be playing to win. They're going to be going all out. It's no, there's yeah. even if New England wins and just using it to uh, just scenarios to bring up for in general, because this is going to be a lot of what we talk about next week too. What's on the line and why and who, what, when, mm-hmm. where. Um, even if New England loses to Buffalo, like you and I kind of have a, th- a feeling they will. Then that only clinches the first round bye for the Ravens. The Ravens control their own destiny. They have to beat Cleveland in Cleveland to pick up the home field advantage. So they have to win on Sunday. That's bottom line. Yeah, and I don't think anything, in the dog pad.
1: I don't think anything can happen Saturday. And if it, if if this is wrong, I'll retweet it out later. I don't think anything that can happen on Saturday will impact Sunday this week. Meaning, if the Patriots wins, I don't think it affects any games. I think everybody's still alive for either second seed or home field or not home field or winning their division or whatever. Next week's a totally different story. And that's why we talked about this week. So imperative to, you know, be in the end all be all kind of DFS season long, because next week there's going to be eight to 12 teams that we can just kind of wipe off
0: the slate that it's a, it's a preseason slate on steroids is what it is next week. It'll, It'll be bigger payouts spots. and pools, bigger pools yeah. than preseason, but it's going to be very similar to preseason where you got to pick and choose through all these backups and wh- right. whoever. Like Robert Griffin could be in play if the Ravens win on Sunday. Robert Griffin will be playing next week at whatever they'll probably bump his price because they have a week to do it and they'll know the situation, which is the well, one versus the NBA it, rant we went on earlier. But makes sense. What, what could suck
1: is Lamar starting, but we don't know how much he's going to play. Oh shit! Well, okay, well now is it first half? Is he going? You know, that's yeah. what makes that next week kind of a kind of a you know the shit show. show. Yeah. Yeah, So, but we'll get to that when we get there. Defense for me is pretty easy. Uh, I love the Broncos. I will probably lock button them. If not, the second team I like as a a cheaper value kind of mentioned it earlier is the Redskins. I think it's a good stack piece. If you want to put one or two pieces of the Redskins game in there with the defense, Um, just because they turn over the ball so much, uh, New York giants. So I, I do like that as a, you know, in their home. So that's kind of a, a narrative, but Broncos is pretty much it for me. And then I skins. Yeah. All the other defense are playing some of the bigger either Saturday or the Monday night, Sunday night game. So that's where I'm yeah. at. What about you? We're,
0: we're chalked this week. You and I got the exact same picks. One, one point I'll make on the Redskins is we actually hope that it's Daniel Jones in doing some of the deep dive and back end. And, and the good news is guys, if you do follow us or you're a subscriber, my article, I always put two more or at least one more sneaky D in once I get closer to because then I can see some of the O-line moves, or the D-line moves, vice versa, what are made, so that it actually can work out that we'll get a sneaky defense in my article that won't be these two. Him and I, again, we Gup and I, we don't compare notes, but the one thing I want to say about the Daniel Jones thing was he's actually been better for DSTs against, right? He's, he makes yes. – even though Eli sucks, you want to be against Daniel Jones here. He makes a lot more mistakes. He turns it over more, and it sounds like he's going to be good to go. So as long as they're starting him, I, I actually love the Redskins, and you can pair him up, like you said, with AP – or anything you want to do. I just think it makes sense if they get up. And because of that, the defense leaves them with short fields. AP punches in a couple touchdowns, gets the hundred yard bonus. I mean, it could be a really good spot. Sneaky for GPPs this week overall as a combo, at least. I agree. And and yeah, I think
1: I said Daniel Jacobs earlier because I was thinking about Josh Jacobs and him at the same time. I was wondering who you meant, but now it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daniel Jones, he's... At, when he left before injury, he was, I think, leading the league in fumbles, for sure. So and then, bad. And are a lot of interceptions. So potential, you know, th- those guys are ready to get to the offseason, probably as bad as almost anybody. Maybe the Lions right there. So that's where I'm at. Stacks, quick and easy. I've already said it. For me, um, the must stack is the Seahawks, and then the value stack is the Skins. That's where I'm at today. I'll update come Saturday once we get a little closer to the Sunday slate. Uh, what about you?
0: yeah I love the Seahawks I already talked about that one. You can flip it, and I'll, I'll probably have this in my article a little bit, but I'll use Kyler somewhere. I really like using the other side of that and hoping that they can keep it closer than what the the line says. I know it's the I was just there a couple of weeks ago for Monday football. It's a tough stadium to play in, but I think Kyler is good and has shown it that he's gotten better and, and I think it's going to be fine, and there's some pieces you can use on that side and get unique that way. so that's the other one. Uh, and then just a side note, and again, I'll write up the stacks in my article, but uh, Ryan and Hooper. And you could even mix in like a, a Julio or a Devontae Freeman or something. We talked about some of these values and, and mix it up that way on the Atlanta side against Jacksonville. I know they're kind of checked out, but they're cheap enough, right, that it's sort of baked in. And Julio got like how many targets, like 20 targets last week or something mm-hmm. silly. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to go back there, especially if they didn't really give a price bump. So I'm good with those for now.
1: I didn't mention it earlier, but that is definitely one thing about Michael Thomas is there's a scenario where the Saints can't lose or gain any ground next weekend depending on how things shake out so because how close Michael Thomas is to breaking this the record for the year I wouldn't be surprised if him getting a log at targets in the first half this week and the whole game the whole game I mean, and I think that's yeah, why I yeah. loved
0: your Kamara and your cook your cook I didn't have those on my list but right. a good point you made up and they're going to get him that record or do damn sure everything they can to try and get him that record because he's well within range it's not a joke no and it, and if Obviously they want to win and they, you know, they should,
1: but if, if they could win and still be locked into the position next week, no matter what, depending on what happens this weekend. So if they're locked in, that's a guy you don't want to risk and he'll sit per se. Now, if he's one or two catches away, they'll still play him, but they're going to do everything they can this week to get him that record. So they don't have to worry about it. So he's a guy I just can't move off of. If you want to fade him, fade him cash. I think he's a lot GPP, you know, to be determined based on where else you go. So I just want to throw that in there. Um, let's get to betting and contests real quick. Um, last two weeks, I have taken a little bit of a backwards slide, not much. I mean, I went from first, obviously, at one point, which now I'm technically T8, but I'm only two, two, two and a half games back. So it's a tight cluster. So the next two weeks are crucial for anybody up, probably top 30, 40. Hell, I don't, I mean, things, I mean, you, you can go 7 0 or 3 and 4 and drop drop or rise pretty quick so it's hot and heavy right now using the super seven spreads we got two weeks left tambo what is your two
0: favorite plays against the spreads this week i don't i didn't have the spreads at my bad. but i what i went uh, off with the numbers there so if you can give me i got indy for sure even though it looks like the trap of the year i got indy at home minus six and a half okay i'm pulling them up go ahead Okay, so I'll, either way, I'm taking Indy at home, whether it's 7, 6, whatever the number is. I think it would probably, yep. probably be 7 or 7.5, if anything. 7.
1: It's 7, seven. on the contest. Yep.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll take it, even though there's probably some reverse line movement there from what I'm seeing and what you're telling me. But it is what it is. I don't think, like I said, I like Greer for fantasy because he's cheap. And, I, you know, CMC's got like 35 fantasy points in a 27-3 to 3 loss. So it doesn't matter for DFS. They can still get there. I just think Indy wins. They're at home. They've got ways to get there. I'm, I'm with you. Uh, on some of the stuff you mentioned with Hilton and all that stuff. So I'm- I, I, well, I was going to say, I will tell you betting-wise, so this is my betting mind, is it's hard
1: because of contest lock in, in Vegas um, Saturday morning, but for the Super 7, if if T.Y. is active and playing, it tells me they want to win this football game, and so the Colts would be one of my play. probably would be one of my plays Sunday mm-hmm. if he's Makes active. because It, it yeah. tells me they're, they're into it and they want to It doesn't mean I'm off him if he doesn't play, but if he's giving it a go and wants to go play out there, then I think he he definitely and the Panthers D is a terrible secondary, so I like
0: him right. DFS wise. But yeah, that's how people that's how people should be looking at it too, because then that you get to pick. That's the whole point of super seven. Right. Is you can pick or choose in or out, and that would make them go in easier than you can just avoid. That's the benefit. Yep. And my second one, I don't know what you got. What do you got? Bengals at there plus one.
1: Yep, plus one.
0: Yeah, I think that's they're gonna. I'm gonna give away my secret on the next one. They're my dog too, and I know it's a cheap way to get a dog because plus one. But they're on the road. It's in Miami. I get it. I'm just. I think Miami has sucked all year, and so have the Bengals. But I think Miami has tried harder to suck. And even though I like Fitz for DFS again, I just think Cincinnati's better than them right now. And I think that they're gonna be able to to get the job done in Miami. I'm gonna take them. One key point about
1: that is that the Bengals have a two-game lead on the number one pick, so they could win this week and tank next week, and they and they're guaranteed the number one pick because everybody else already has three losses and they only Shoot. have one.
0: That's interesting. Then, yeah, I thought I heard yeah. the I thought I heard it was like a battle a battle of that this week. But if you're you would no. know better than I was. If that's the case. Mm-mm. I don't love it as much. I will say that. It's not that I didn't investigate it. I just I, I'd heard that it was equal and they said this is like the battle of whoever's gonna go up against I forget who the number one pick they're saying for next year, but basically this guy will get to to punish them all year. But yeah, it, it
1: probably to be Burrow or Chase Young. But I Chase I, Young. They're talking about Chase I, Young
0: getting to beat up on these other guys because of that, right? Yeah, so
1: I I think it, it supports your pick better because the Bengals can go out there and, and just you know, Dalton Dalton is, is auditioning oh, oh. for his next line.
0: Yeah, sorry. And you said it was the Bengals that had the advantage. So actually, yes. I, I actually like yeah. it more because now they can win and get away with it. And again, Correct. I sound exactly. like a dumbass, but I'm trying yeah. to be honest. I didn't yeah. know that, and I thought it was equal. And I thought that they would still come out ahead. But if they got the advantage, to your point, I like yeah. that even more. Actually, I love that pick because they're going to win because they can, and and they don't have to fake it. It wasn't exactly. like oh that they can no. do, oh one we we've been trying to win. You know that's what they can say. So I'm they good. can win.
1: I'm they can win this week, and then just kind of. Take it it off next week, and they got the number one pick locked up. So, I I like it even more because of that. But my two are actually both on Saturday right now. Rams plus six and a half. I think the 49ers, because of injuries, are slightly overrated in that number. Mm -hmm. Um, I I play numbers. I don't play teams. And so, I like the six and a half. Doesn't mean the 49ers can't win, but I think the Rams keep it close. Great spot off of them getting curb stomped last week by the Cowboys. And then been saying it all, Paul, I like the Bills plus six and a half. I think they have a chance to outright, which they are my best chance to win outright as my dog of the league, is the Bills on the road at New England. I think New England may finally be at the end of their line. We'll see. Um, let's hope. Anytime you say that, it'll probably be like Patriots 40 to 7, some craziness. But that's where I'm at right now. Tambo, any final thoughts? I know we went long tonight, but we're covering both slates. We want to make up for last week, and we're not doing a live audible, so we want to get as much as we could tonight, but we'll be in the Slack all weekend. What, what do you got?
0: Yeah, I never have final thoughts, but I had one today, and I wanted to make sure I got it on live on the air. And I want to use my one time because I never used it all year live on the thing. I want to ship the Millie this week. So one time I'm going to use it. I'm publicly using it for the $1,500 buy-in tournament, the $5 million main event on a year that has been – as you guys know, so close yet so far away. With every friggin' sport, every friggin' event, it seems like I'm always right there. This is it, man. Someone's gonna do it. It's gonna be Fitz or it's gonna be Haskins or it's gonna be Lamar. One of my dudes is gonna ship me this thing, and it's gonna be sick. So tune in. But I- I'm using my one time publicly for this event. Haven't used it yet.
1: Yeah, I was I was full full behind rate to support you Sunday, and I still am. I want I want to one to it. But now that I I got in, it I'm excited to at least be able to. To sweat it with you, um, have a little fun and final Sunday. I, I don't know if I'll play anything else that day. I, I'll probably just whatever I have in there and and let it roll. Um and, you know, pour nice, nice Tito's and enjoy my Sunday. Uh, as I mentioned, no live audible this week. Um, three games on Saturday. So, you know, it's kind of impossible for us to do one and be able to pay attention because we're both, you know, needing to make swaps. We got late swaps shop, and stuff, yeah. yeah it's sh- not Yeah. Showdown. We got call. I think there's six, four to six college bowl games. I mean, there's football all day. People are traveling, family. So it's just we're going to be in Slack. I have nothing to do Saturday and Sunday, quote unquote, obviously doing some stuff behind the scenes, but no commitments. Um, So, you know, I'm going to be free. Be sure to go to the Slack channel. uh, Hashtag live chat questions as you throw them out there. We'll bounce in and out of there. uh, Tambo and I and answer them. And then other guys jump in there as well, so that's great. The NFL Slack is always hopping. Be sure to join Gup's Corner now, comma, pause, maybe. You may want to wait. I'd probably – I mean, if you want to get on this last week, go all in. I mean, DM me. I'll see if I can take care of you for a week. But next week, the golf tools go live. Next Sunday, we're ready to launch them. They're going to be amazing. We are going to have combo packages like we did for the football we will have a two-week sell that will start next Sunday. It will go through the Sony Open, so the, Tia, the Tournament of Champions in the Sony Open. Uh, this weekend, I will finalize all the pricing and get that out uh, for not only anybody that's not a member, but the community so they know. Um, one advantage of joining this week, if you chose to, is if you're a member, members will get a higher discount than what the public gets for the two weeks only. So we're getting a little loyalty bonus. I can't really you know, dissect between if you've been a member a year or two weeks or whatever. So if you want to join now, reach out to me. I'll take care of you this week. I'll get you a code, get you a little hookup. So if you're listening, that's a bonus for you. Get you a discount so you don't get kind of short-sighted. Go ahead and get you in for Week 16 NFL, and then that'll get you the private code we give to the community next week for them to buy the, the premium tools as an add-on. It'll be the biggest discount we ever give on golf tools. It's two weeks only. I'm not extending it. I'm not doing anything like that. It'll even be better than what we do for the for the Masters, for the community. Um, so the community members, it'll be their best chance to get a hold of it. And then, obviously, we'll probably do something for Augusta as a push. But that two weeks will be our biggest discount of the entire 2020 season. So be sure to join now if you want to do that. Our new gear is on sale. It's gone well. Uh, a lot of Christmas orders. We got the Gup's Corner new hats and T-shirts. We got the h 3 T-shirts. All the profits on that uh, goes to the HV3 Foundation. Be sure, to, be sure to help support us on there. This week only, use the code. Oh, man, I think I lost it. I think it's free shipping or free ship. I'm pulling free it ship, up. Free ship. Yeah, okay. Free ship. And anything you buy between now and next Sunday will be free shipping. So if you want to buy yourself a Christmas present because your wife's pissed at you and you're sleeping on the couch or no one else is going to buy it for you, Go in there now. Whatever you buy. If you buy every shirt in there we have, our original t-shirts are at their super low discount. They're literally at cost. We're not making anything on them. We don't have very many left, very few left, very few sizes. Go buy up the whole rack and use the code FREESHIP. The entire order, no matter where you live, is free shipping on us. Uh, So go ahead and take care of that this weekend. As we've mentioned, GUPScorner.com slash challenge is the Honda Classic giveaway. Airfare, lodging, I've We've secured tickets for every day of the Honda, Wednesday practice round, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We have a special package in there uh, for a private club access for the GUPS Corner team and the winner of this giveaway. We are playing golf at a four or five star, four and a half, five star resort Friday morning. We are playing the DFS Open. We have teams there. One lucky winner. Current member or someone that joins between now and Super Bowl Sunday, there's six ways to join it's all on the site go check it out. We'll win that entire package for free. You can fly on whatever you want between Tuesday night and Sunday. Obviously Sunday wouldn't be ideal, but you know if your schedule allows for it and you want to fly on Wednesday and hang out with us for the next four days, albeit everything's paid for and covered. If you can only come in Friday evening, that works too. it doesn't matter. everything's covered. Um, the DFS open, uh, get together event is obviously Friday night. So we hope whoever wins it can come in Friday, at least be a part of that. And then Saturday morning, we play in the shotgun tournament out there that Ryan and Joe have put together DFSOpen.com If you want to understand what we're talking about, if you happen to have been living in a, a closet the last few weeks, and then we're going go to go the Honda Saturday and then Sunday is going to be a day to remember, uh, more details on that as we get closer, but we have secured a very, very nice package for that day. It's going to be awesome. Uh just kind of final thoughts for me is, you know, remember the important stuff this time of the year, right? It's the holidays, it's Christmas, it's New Year's. Um, we just had Thanksgiving, being thankful. Um often I have to remind myself of the important things in life, and I get fired up as, as much as anybody and trolls and people coming at me, and then and then you get a message last night that at our hometown, two blocks away from where our kids were born, um, family associates of ours friends very tragic event where a guy you know who was in our community back in Tulsa took his own life and two of his kids life in his garage uh in an unfathomable event and it just I only say that not because of the shock and awe factor um but you never know what's going on in someone's life and what's bothering them and what, and at the end of the day, you got to wake up and go, what's really important here? Like what matters? Is it some troll on Twitter? Is it some website? Is it some coming at me because I'm down the last 10 weeks? Like, does that really matter at the end of the day? No, it doesn't matter. Life matters. Family matters. Friends matter. I know some people mock us now who used to be a part of this community, but it really is our core family, friends, and green screens. We welcome. Two babies into the community. Uh, Bobby Berger had a baby. Ryan Stevens had a baby. Uh, we're growing more there. Uh, it, it, it's a it's a unique family environment that we describe, and then more often than not, when people come into it, they they truly DM, and I get bitter because I get so many kind of trolls, but it's literally two to 5% of the entire population compared to the 95% that support us and have our back and, and buy t-shirts and buy golf tools and all that because they know that we return it back in value to them. Like we've, you know, most of our guys paid like 120 bucks for 24 months of all this for free, right? I say free, but what's that come out to like five bucks a month? I mean, they got such a deal that they support us in every other way and we appreciate that. And as much as bitterness of I've got into in battles, you know, I've really got away from it and, and I've had people reach out to me and say, Hey, I kind of lost respect for you at one point in time, but last several months, like a lot of things have come at you. You've just kept your pace, kept quiet, killed them with kindness, moved on. And I really embrace that. And, and I thank my wife for that. Cause that's her mentality in life. Like she just doesn't care what other people think about her and like her family and her baby, like she's mama bear. And that's what she cares about. She embraces these guys, um, you know, Bobby, Ryan, Tambo, JB, Melinda, like she wants to meet their wives. She wants to meet them. She she's can't wait to go to the Honda and meet everybody in person. And, and that's what we're all about. That, that's our true who we are. It's not a show. It's not fake. And last night was difficult because you hear that and you go, you think about the thing you were pissed off about three days ago or two days ago or whatever. And you go, boy, it could be a lot worse, right? You, you could be – a lot going on in your mind, in someone else's mind. And I only say that because don't hesitate to reach out to somebody if you think something could be wrong or something is wrong or, Hey, everything. All right, man. You know, cause you never know that one talk you could have with that person could change not only their life, but their family's life. Cause I can't imagine anything in the world to put me in a situation to what happened last night. And it's, it's, you know, very similar to a Crispin wall situation um, for people that know that, which is just horrific to me, there's nothing, nothing more important in this world than my two boys. Nothing. It's not even close. And, you know, part of that goes to setting the example for my boys. And I go, some of the stuff I used to tweet, I kind of pause and go, and what if my kids saw this? we like, what what, what kind of, what am I, what am I representing for him? What kind of standard am I presenting for him? Like, that's chicken shit. Like, I don't, forget it. Mute and move on, right? That's kind of, that may be the motto for, t- mute and move on, right? It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, all we care about is growing our community. But more than anything, like my personal deal for tonight is if you need anything, if you're and, and I hope that, you know, and I I talk about God, so I don't care. And, and Lamar, the message he sent two days ago hit me strong. And it kind of woke me up to say, quit hiding behind that you are a believer in Christ, that you do like God. Because if that man can say it on a platform, then why do I gotta act like I don't like 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 Uh, I may rub some guys that think that's kind of, forget that, right? I I do believe in God. I do believe in it. And if, if this gets to one person that DMs me and just needs to talk to somebody, then I, then it's accomplished what I wanted it to, because I know without even asking that between JB, Tambo, everybody that's on my team would be just like me, or they wouldn't be on my team that if you need help, you need someone to talk to if you're struggling by all means reach out to us because that's what we're here for. And there's been people do it just ironically out of nowhere and, and we're right there for them. If I can't personally provide help or do whatever, because of whatever locations I will find a way to get you help. I promise that to anybody that that's just part of the reason why we're here. And that's why we reach out to where we can. And more than anything, we're, we're less than a week away from Christmas and, you know, my heart pours out to those kids that did survive the deal last night. There's two, there was four kids, two of them survived uh, miraculously. It could be a lot worse people. And so appreciate your family, appreciate everything you have in life. Don't take it for granted. And then also don't, you know, don't take stuff too seriously. At the end of the day, it, it, we're doing stuff for fun, but we're building a community for everybody else for a reason for ALS, you know, our, our boy, that's going to be at the Honda with us. No way in the world I'd ever met him any other way. And, and my wife can't wait to meet him down in, in, in February. It's going to be emotional by all means because, it, you know, the situation. But many times he, he's thanked the community for, for strength to go on. And that kind of stuff is a reason why I built this community. It's a reason why I have the people I have. And, and I have to wake myself up. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm far from perfect. I've made mistakes many a times. But I had to remember what the real reason for this community is. And that's going to be our focus for 2020 and, and growing this thing on. I wish everybody a Merry Christmas. I will reach out between Sunday and Monday with our schedule next week. Obviously, with Christmas, New Year's, all that stuff coming on, probably will be a week from tonight. I'll, I'll get with Tambo and figure that out. But nonetheless, Merry Christmas to all. Enjoy your family. Be safe. Safe travels. Oh, shoot. Oh, Thank you, Jimmy. Two things, enjoy your family and Uber. It it is not worth drinking and driving. Everybody's going to have a few drinks. We all get that. Uber is so much cheaper. Be sure to do it. The question of the night, first five people to DM me, it'll be in my DM on Twitter because that's the easiest way for me to check. All I want you to do is send me the name of the guy that invented the stroke gain system. He's a godfather of advanced golf analytics, quote, unquote. He invented the stroke gain system. Send me the name, the first five that send it. You get a free combo package, plus one of you five I will randomly draw out to win the Golf Tools annual package for free for 2020. Only people who listen to this will hear it. I'm not going to repeat it anywhere else. God bless everybody. Have a great Merry Christmas, and we will see you next week. We'll be in the Slack all weekend for JB behind the mic. Tambo, as always, he's going to take down a million dollars on Sunday. My wife, my family, we God bless you this this Merry Christmas, and have a great week.